G'day listeners, you're here with Benny Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. Now, we are guessing you're not just listening to this podcast for our jokes. You are listening because you are serious about your NBL fantasy. But how serious are you? Are you serious enough to compete in a league where three out of the four teams that made finals were ranked in the top 15 overall? Are you serious enough that you want to get the advanced stats to win your home league? Do you want to take part in fantasy banter from a group chat that includes multiple top 10 finishing coaches? And Benny and Banksy. (laughs) Are you interested in winning the entire NBL fantasy competition well like the last two winners of nbl fantasy you should consider becoming a patreon supporter with prices of one five and seven dollars per month find the level of support that suits you best with no ongoing commitment group chat advanced stats weekly newsletters cheat sheets patreon leagues with prizes and banksy's captains exclusive from round four head to our website and click the link or head directly to www.patreon.com slash basketball blokes G'day there, it's Zach, also known as the Fez, coach of the Fez Monkeys. i got to say, the best part of being a Patreon supporter is the ever-so-helpful Basketball Blokes community. Whether it be team advice, injury news, or Boydie's gifts, the Discord chat has it covered. Also, quite handy for those pesky last-minute play withdrawals. Hey guys, Denim Melrose here, coach of OK Then. And my favourite part about being a Patreon with the Basketball Blokes is all the data and stats they send through. It's worth far more than they charge and it couldn't be more handy. Hi everybody, my name's Ruby and I'm the coach of the McVeighland Times. My favourite thing about being a Patreon supporter is the pre-season cheat sheet and knowing that I'm going to get my team off to the best start and the Discord chat uh, where everyone helps me see sense after I get a little trade wild. Hey, I'm Watto and I'm the coach of the Coogee Hornets. If you want to get all the stats, have some great banner with all those like-minded fantasy individuals, make sure you get on board with the basketball blokes and become a Patreon. All things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. Three blokes catching up over a can of three. So many things that we cannot wait to see. Do we like cheese and Pinot now that Wetzel chose to go? Or with a sieve and some Frenchman, can the pretzel raise his dough? The defending champ signed Dalavid Dover. Mo Harvey's still the next star, but Willie Supernova? There are makers and hunters and cooks for the kings, but will it end up in championship rings? Harvey's floating around again. He'll be picking rolling with Big Juke Reef and two blokes named Froling. We love Big Wilder Thrills and Kai Soto from the Phils and Big Zim on the rim with Machado feeding him with a bullet spear force with Sobe and Tyrell. When the law's headed west, only time will tell. So without further ado, we're back for NBL 22. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all, all things Aussie hoops and MBL fantasy. And geez, it was good to hear from a couple of our Patreon supporters in that little advert there, thanks. Certainly was. Thanks to all four of you for sending those in. And what else was good over the past few days was actually seeing some Blitz action boys. All right. That's right. And we've been compiling the fantasy scores. Banksy, tell us where the listeners can find them. We've been pumping some snippets on the socials, but you can actually find all of the fantasy box scores for each of the Blitz games. We've been uploading pretty much straight after each game on the website, basketballblokes.com. There is an article you'll see preseason. NBL Blitz Fantasy Scores, which we are updating pretty much every day of the Blitz. 
Beautiful. Now, uh, something else that we like to highlight is our advanced stats that we talked about at the start in the Patreon ad. And we've been doing collating these for the Blitz. And one of the categories we like to do is points per minute. Now, points per minute, the leader, fellas. This is a player that was uh, their club tweeted, they might be the greatest player ever. <laughs> Known for their quality tweets, this, yes, this team. Yes, that's right. So the, that would be the the New Zealand Breakers and uh, Sam Timmons is actually currently... Who? Sam is Timmons. That, is that a real name? It sure is. And it's a real moustache as well. Ooh. And Sam is the current points per minute leader in the competition. By a long shot. By the, the two Joes. Good, good. JLA and Joe Chi. Nice. Good segue there with Sam Timmons because... He is probably getting minutes because the big pretzel is not playing. And who else has not been playing? And we're a little bit disappointed about this. I'll start List off. Him. Are we go what? List them, mate. I List them. Yep. Jalen Adams, the Hunters and the Makers. It's, they're all part of the uh, the song. Disappointing. The intro song, and we haven't seen them yet. Um, RJ so Hunter did, for what it's worth, suit up he in did. that first game. He warmed he up, a, apparently. He did, yep. and a little bit of a strain in the... What I was worried about, the second game he wasn't even on the bench. So Jalen Adams was on the bench both games um, in tracksuit. Very, very sort of stylish sort of uh, get up. Nice shoes, different shoes on different kicks, yep. Um, had the had the hat backwards one night, and then had it forwards with the hoodie on another very night. Very basketball looking. Oh, very Banksy would be on the. What's the if you didn't see it, Banksy, oh, you would be the, all over it. Through, through the absolute roof. roof. Um, My lord. <laughs> RJ, as I said, was there the first night. It was in was in the play in the uniform, um, but yeah, obviously pulled out late. The makers have been they were there. They didn't one, make it. At least one was there the first game. They did the second not game. make it. Very oh, good. Oh yeah, not bad, Banksy. Who else is missing? Well, um, we thought well, I was trying to think of this when we got a bit of a list because there's a bunch of players we haven't seen yet. But I thought we'd try and keep it fairly fantasy specific here. Like that, big one, big Willie Mignot. Huge, Magnate. huge one. Uh, well, apparently, not, I'm not. I'm not aware of that situation, Banksy. But whatever, you did see him at the uh, Blitz that year, a couple of years ago, I think, buying a sausage roll, if I remember rightly. Um, so Magne didn't play for the Jack Jumpers, but it was obviously we knew uh, leading up to it that he's a little bit underdone. Hopefully, we see him in the second week. I'm hoping. So we'll see from there. One we haven't seen yet, which is just due to fitness. Apparently, was Frazier uh, from Perth. I think it's a bit weird that they're not playing him because of a, they're trying to get his fitness levels up. I would have oh, thought even playing him for ISO. five. Yeah, I would have thought ISO. playing him for five or ten minutes though is going to make you blow up some cobwebs. Another one was Hook Porty from Melbourne. Haven't seen him yet, unfortunately. Uh, the next star, and also one probably just based on schedule, I've chucked in there is Withers because we haven't even talked about Withers too much. That's it, with or without him in our fantasy team. Who knows? So. Um, keeping all that in mind, we did have some blitz action. We're going to go through who blitzed it and who bombed it. Okay, you ready, Boydie? You ready, Banksy? All right, fellas. Let's go. All right. All right. Who blitzed it? All right. You're going to start us off, man. I'm going to start us off. I'm going to go with um, McCormy, maybe. Of course. Those that that have been watching a few of our player preview videos, you can find those on our YouTube, which is Basketball Blokes, if you search there. Um, Played the first game for Cairns, had a 51 point fantasy point game, which was 16 points, eight rebounds, two assists, and three steals, which is what I was going to talk about because he's filling that stat sheet all over the place. He's a hustler. 
He's a baller. I just like him. Unfortunately, the schedule is a bit rubbish, so I'm not sure whether I'm going to pick him. But you're attached. I am. Mm. I wish I, I'm probably going to call me maybe. Yeah, and look, this attachment will happen for a lot of us. I think I know with uh, Robert Franks, I did his play preview video, and I can't get past him every time I see him now. I just, um, but yeah, McCall. Uh, basically, what was he there? Just by one point seven fantasy points per minute, which was fifteenth in the entire league behind Sam Timmons, of course, <laughs> as I previously mentioned. So, um, right up there in the points per minute as well. So, does he have a fantasy game? It'd be uh, interesting. And the drawback there is, and the reason he probably will not be starting in many of our teams is schedule, unfortunately. They've got four singles in the first four rounds. I'm going to move on to his teammate, Big Zim. Oh, stop on it. The stop rim. it. You've pinched one from me. Now, Big Zim scores of 49 and 48, double-doubles in both games. Now, Banksy, what did you do to Big Zim when you were posting your earlier NBL imports Article or preview. I feel I've been a little bit rough on Big Zim. So, nice little Photoshop of uh, the import class of MBL 22, which consisted of all imports in the league. Um, unfortunately, Big Zim didn't make the cut because I uh, had to get Boydie's big buff head in there with his uh, his Luke Travers-like shag. But um, <laughs> Zim. Everyone's, everyone's sleeping a little bit on that can schedule. We talked about it already. They've only got the two doubles in round fives and six. But remember, in round four, every team has a single as it stands. So you're Correct. really only losing out those first three rounds if you're going to look at, say, a Big Zim or a McCormie, maybe. Now, the disrespect with Big Zim, obviously, he's a genuinely big bloke. We think, you know, you're Colton Iverson type who could have those massive ceiling games. But... Um, and we heard in Liam Santa Maria's podcast that uh, in training they uh, went and uh, Machado went to throw him a lob and he turned around and he didn't even go for it. He came and he replied, uh, Cam's not here anymore, guys. So I wasn't going in with the greatest of expectations for Big Zim, but he's crafty. He's always in the right spot. He put up 18 points, 11 rebounds in the first game, followed up by 16 points and 11 rebounds again. Um, one of those was an overtime game, but um, actually looked really good and scoring good fantasy points per minute as well, ranked 13th overall for the entire round. Did he actually play that overtime? Because I know McCall were played in that overtime game as well, but he didn't actually play that overtime period. So, well, th- well, this is why I wanted to highlight the points per minute because obviously it doesn't necessarily matter. He only played 25 minutes. Um, he didn't. He didn't play the, the overtime. From that's what I'm right. Saying. So. There you go. So that, that doesn't count. Like, if you're going to rule them out because of the overtimes, and oh, for both those right. guys, they didn't play. As I mentioned, points per minute were elite. So big Zim on the radar and the rim. Banksy. How can I not list this guy first? Majet or Maget in my team. Oh, this guy may well be a fantasy jet. Um, now, no doubt, scores of 42 and 54 in the two blitz games we have seen. Obviously, we know the Jack Jumpers schedule is very fantasy friendly. Um, what I liked about Majet is he can fill a number of the stats. He only played 19 minutes in that first game for that fantasy score of 42. Um, second game, we saw a little bit more of him, however, played uh, 31 minutes. Um, I think someone tweeted us and said, 
that first score may have been inflated because of the four steals. But what I liked is he backed it up with another four steals in the second game. He just seems to read the game. He gets in the lane. He's got quick hands. But I do like that even in that second game, he had the six rebounds. And he's a little guy. Um, but it's just good to see that he can actually rack up across all the fantasy stats. This guy is going to be a fantasy player. And I know we highlight him in our, uh, in our player previews about almost averaging a double-double in the G League, and a couple of people said, oh, he's done nothing in Europe, etc., etc. I think we saw his ability to pass in the two games early. Um, watching him, you know, sometimes it's not po- in the preseason, it's not about points and and fantasy points and all that sort of stuff. It's about your eye test because they don't, you know, they might only play 19 minutes when he's he's going to be playing 30 minutes. I would have thought. Um, he just looks like a player. Yes, he's small and he's quite thin looking, but I just think he's going to be a playmaker. He's going to be good. That's right. We're not calling him like the coach did. We're not saying Steve Nash, Steph Curry, but no, I'm not. Saying given that. he was the number one point guard for points per minute. As we've been spooking all year, he has a fantasy game. We are very, very schedule. high on Josh Majewski. Got a good schedule. And there's even upside. He scored 54 in that second game. Believe it or not, he actually shot at 18%. Oh, there's yuck. upside. We're going to get double-doubles in assists. We are going to get double-doubles. Yep. That's the upside as well. Yep, yep. agreed. All righty. Um, number two for me. I'm going to go with a one that's probably a bit outside the square at the minute. XRM, rather than Mayos. How do you pronounce it? Is that right? Rathen Mays. Rathen Mays. Xavier. X. X. I like. One I like the, XRM. X man. One of the many X's in the league this year. So he came off the bench for the Hawks in their game against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Twenty six minutes, but he had thirteen points. He only had one rebound, but he had seven assists and four steals. I just think he was filling it up a fair bit, and I wouldn't be surprised if eventually he starts. But even if he doesn't, he seems to be like that. That shooting and the and the scoring sort of punch off the bench and look as as seven assists will tell you like he was the leading assists player for uh, Illawarra that night. He's a playmaker and I don't mind him. I'm not sure I don't know whether he came over here late um, or not, and that's why he didn't start. But I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't starting or he's playing starter minutes. Thanks. You had something to say about him when he was playing. NBA. I really like him. Yeah. I, I, he's got that NBA experience. I really like him. The only problem for me, again, is drawing back to that schedule. Ugh, like schedule's our team is They've got one double in the first four rounds, and it happens to, again, be the round three double, which there's six teams on the double and one on the triple. So there's no real advantage with their schedule in the first four weeks. Yep. Cracking score of 47 fantasy points. No Emmett Nara in that game. So the one thing we got to flag a little bit. Can't see him eating into too much of the minutes. But, yeah, i got to go agree, mate. He... Blitzed it. Someone else who blitzed it, especially in that last quarter, was Lamar Patterson, Philip the Statterson. He scored 47 fantasy points, and he only scored nine points in the game. He does what he just took over the game in the fourth quarter. It was what I wanted to see, what we used to see from Lamar Patterson. And look, I'm just really high. I'm t- I've got this thing with my team builds, fellas, that whenever I have a small forward bench spot left, I get to 1.08, and I want oh, that 1.1 oh, oh, where I can get Lamar in. I'm, no. I think he's going to be back to old Lamar, um, and that was basically one of the top two small forward players in the game. Um, what did you guys think? It was a shame for that one, because obviously to start off with the season, uh, sorry, sorry, the schedule before it was changed, Brisbane had the best start, I and every, I reckon everyone would have had Lamar. But at the price, he's at 1.2, is it? 1.1. 1.1. 1. 1. 
still a little bit of a question mark there because they start off with the two singles. Yes, they've got a tr- they've got a double in round three, but like most so of the other teams everyone. do. So does everyone. But that, as I said, round four, everyone's on a single, so everyone's in the same boat. So you really got to ignore that round four. Um, look, uh, yeah, you are playing it's one the of those, long game. It's one of those question you? marks. Yeah, it's it's the same thing as McCormie, maybe same position really. Um, you know, do you play the long game? You know. Hmm. Don't know. Schedule kills it for me, which is unfortunate. And I like that you mentioned, Benny, that he looked like the Lamar of old. I put a, a video out in the socials this morning, Twitter and Facebook, um, and it was just showing that you can now access the game logs from the past two seasons. And it showed exactly that in that example of using Lamar Patterson, that last season he averaged 30 points per game, and the season before that, two seasons ago, he did average the 45 points per game and then goes out first game of the Blitz and Bang. 47. Bang. I love it, Banksy. In the, it was good for the... Those vi- that video you put up today that your uh, laptop survived without overheating during that video. It's good. Real Still good. struggling. <laughs> All right. Let's see here you go. Let's see if it holds on for this next player, Banksy. Joe Chi. Oh, pronounced correctly. I was wa- waiting to see what he went with there. I've, That's been, good. I've been practicing. We're having the, to put uh, the, <laughs> the picture of the cheese in the tweet just to so people can actually. As a reminder. It. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so we've got two games of data for Joe Chi. Uh, 39 in the first game, massive. 69 in the second game. Um, I had my worries in the first game, although only played the 14 minutes, but we saw the, like we do with a lot of the bigs that enter the league for the first time, is we saw that foul trouble. Um, and hence, only the 14 minutes. But he almost double-doubled in the 14 minutes. He had the eight rebounds. But the second game, that's just got me over the line at the moment. He is sitting in my squad at the moment. That second game went to overtime, but he double-doubled in regulation. Um, what gave me more confidence is he played 35 minutes, and in those 35 minutes, only had the three fouls. But I think, uh, you know, 69 in that second game, that's just the ceiling we want to see. He's going to rack up the double-doubles, he's going to get the boards, and he's going to get the blocks. Yeah, I know a couple of people have said that defense is going to be his, his weakness there, but that pick and I, as I mentioned, yep. but as I mentioned, I think to you guys on the pro, on the on our private chat... Against Jarrell, yeah. I mean, he, was, he was against J-Mart, who's arguably probably one of the quickest footed centers slash you know four fives he can right? move yeah he can move right. and also he Jarrell can shoot the three so that he was probably up against the worst opponent in that game and I think he showed that he did he did a respectable job. I don't think they're going to be have to sit him. I think he had J Mart worried. J Mart yeah. was shooting the outside ball yeah, consistently yeah. and he was not hitting it. But yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. I think there's meant to be a, there's a rumored signing for Sem Phoenix as well. So we'll wait and see what that does and if it if it has if any impact. But I I've got you know. I've got I've got the big cheese sort of on the on the extremely large watch list at the moment that still is huge. And while we're on the Phoenix, oh, I didn't want to mention this one. I know, just a bit of behind. Mm. Do we take him behind the curtain? Mm. Now this is a player that we yes. basically had left for Bordy to talk about, and he didn't because he's a bit of a jerk with these <laughs> things. He's done it before. He's, he's done it. Before. He's been known for. I'm going to tell you the reason, right? Okay, I'm, I'm pretty big on Rowdy at the moment. You know why? Because apparently, well, my neighbour actually had a quick chat to him when when they oh, here uh, we go. they were around the corner and he was getting some Indian takeaway. Oh, I miss my, my walks my at neighbor, work with you. So my neighbour had over. a chat to him and and I think it, the 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 gist of what I got from that chat was Rowdy is in a good spot. He's healthy. He's had a p- good preseason. You'd hope so. And I think uh, yeah, I think. Um, Look, he looked good. I think he's averaged 44 and a half fantasy points, which at his price is ridiculous. 
She value. She value. Um, he had 12 points, 10 rebounds, obviously, for a double-double, which was a sneaky in the overtime game. I'm not sure if he played. I haven't got those in front of me um, in the overtime. And then he had a 15.5 rebound game, but that was without Creek that second game. So, obviously, they're probably going to take some minutes from each other. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Rowdy is a cheapish bench spot. Small forward shooting guard is definitely still on the cards for me. There's a lot of people... On the same boat as you. He's mm-hmm. he's very highly it's a owned. big boat. Yeah, it is. Mm. There's a lot of people on it at the moment. I think my only worry is you said there was no creek in that second game. However, he got that double-double in the first week. He got that rebound on the buzzer to get the double-double. I think that inflated his score a little bit. Um, not only that, Creek sat the second half of that first game, and I do think that's when Rowdy racked up the rebounds. So Did he? Because I, I thought he was really active, and I, I guess that's what people talk about Rowdy. They say he's just a shooter. He's just a catch and shoot. Just yep. a catch and shoot. He was but last I, year. I really feel like he's he he was actually actively going for boards and putting himself in positions where he gets it. So he's got the big look, frame. He has got a big frame, and he's you know he's 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 a he's fit and he looks healthy. He looks good. I would be yes, he did still have those catch and shoot opportunities as well, but. I would be keeping an eye, but the other one to keep an eye on there is no Glidden as well. So hopefully we see Glidden and Creek. I think that's a problem. We'll see. Phoenix are a little bit stacked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully they sign that big man that won't affect Rowdy. But we've done some a little bit more advanced stats. We've gone through and done Boydy just before the podcast has done the uh, the value, which is basically their now price in fantasy based on their average during the first two games of the Blitz for Rowdy. And he slots in at 58 in our value score. The highest that we have was Kyle Adnam at 61 there. Is that... Oh, oh no. There's a couple in the hundreds. But oh, the 250k, two-minute yeah, yeah, type it. deals. Correct, but correct. Of the players at value... Um, Remember, we're calling, the, we're calling this the Buffett. The Buffett factor. That's it. Yep. So, the Buffett factor, very, very high for Rowdy. Now, I guess it's my turn, is it again? Who have I got last? Uh, no wonder I forgot it. It's Daniel Johnson. Oh, that's right. <sighs> Daniel Johnson, 58. Ugliest, ugliest head in the NBL. Oh, that's rough. I don't, he's got, a, he's I, got a funny shaped head. It's like mine. It's real weird looking. Nice. No, I, I like that you went back with the self-deprecation. Personally, I would never say that about DJ. It's just that he does DJ things. You put him in your team. The name is just... Miss the consistency. It's, it's very consistent. Hasn't played with the hump again, though. That's right. So, in this game, he scored 58. He blitzed it. That's why he's in there. He's in there because they start with two doubles. He rested the second game to rest up that elbow after putting up so many shots, <laughs> as uh, Damon Lowry said. Shout out to Damon Lowry. Shout out. Um, and <laughs> um, So, look, we've got DJ in here. 1.1. We did the advanced stats again. Uh, we've sent out to the Patreon supporters. Daniel Johnson is significantly underpriced as compared to his Shh. average from last season. Uh, he has shown us nothing to suggest we shouldn't have him in our team. Hopefully we see him lined up with Hump and he can put out some decent fantasy points. He will be one of the highest players owned, I suggest. Um, what do you guys think about DJ? Because he did blitz it and he's undeniable. There's no shush about it. Um, he is the fifth most owned player in the competition right now. And that comes down to that 58-point game, but it also comes down to schedule dictating who you'll start with as well. But we had this concern last season um, where there was definitely points in time where Humphreys and DJ did not play on the court at the same time. Um, that's always a concern. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, real boring. Good to see Humph back, though, just yeah. quietly. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect that so soon. So That's, that was good. Happy days. Especially when we think back to, to last season. I'll probably I'll probably do something silly and probably take take the advice of our um, resident uh, OG uh, Adelaide Thirty Sixers fan in Ruby and um, pl- probably play him round one. To be honest, wasn't there was there six to eight? I think players from Adelaide though. There was a rumor just... of six to eight. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah, there's possibly twelve there now. Stacked. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, good schedule for them. Banksy, one more player that we're going to talk about who blitzed it, and boy oh boy did he blitz it before we get on to who bombed it. So. I almost Last forgot but not where I was least. going then. Uh, J-L-A. Two Joes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, very dominant in that first game, as we saw. Um, 82 fantasy points. And we know this guy has obviously been a points-per-minute beast in other seasons. He we just... do, because we do the stats, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, second game come down a little bit back to earth with a 35, but... You know, we're having a look off the podcast earlier, Benny. He had a better points per minute over last season than Space Cam. Yep. And he was boy on, can fantasy. on par with Josh Giddy. And um, yes, it was good to see in that first game. They were definitely running the offense through him, um, taking advantage inside. Um, but we've got to acknowledge, I mean, there's, there's no jock there this season. So... They, Who else wasn't there? They were missing. Worth mentioning. There was no pretzel against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also no Hockaporti. Yep, correct. So look, I'm not as I'm not as hot for uh, JLA as you two boys pretty much are. The schedule, so the schedule. schedule is I won't be well. I won't be starting with him, but we had yeah. to acknowledge that uh, that score and just the fact that he will have <laughs> more opportunity this season with no jock there, and we just know he's a points per minute beast. I've, I've never seen so many tweets about fantasy. Given it was the first game, mm. people putting out screenshots of putting the captain spot on oh, yeah. JLA on their on Nuts. their thing. So it was it was good. The hype was real, and um, God, I mean, just over a million bucks certainly value this season. But could there be better options? And there's only so many bigs we can fit into. Mm. That's the problem. Okay. I think that's been a good little positive Not wrap bad. up at the Blitz. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get see. negative. Let's get negative, let's guys. Get... Let's get negative. Let's get... <laughs> All oh dear, Boydie, who bombed it? Who's first? Well, we couldn't let this one go through. The, the sieve. Oh for eight. <laughs> oh for eight in that game. <laughs> couldn't hit the side of a barn, but. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that again. And the thing I liked about the sieve, I think he, he didn't play that in all that many minutes, but he did have points across the board. So he had two rebounds, three assists, two steals. Unfortunately, he had two turnovers. So there's still a little bit of hope there, but not probably the hope we wanted because the sieve with their schedule was probably one of my top options at point guard. But Interesting. Now, now, I'm, a bit, now I'm a bit scared. Okay, now we need to clarify. We're talking about Peyton Seaver. We may Correct. call him at times the Gary, Sieve, Gary, and Gary. we may call him at times Gary. Just got to clarify the clarify this, and we'll try and be careful. We know the season's early. We've done lots of podcasts. Can you believe it? But if this is the first one you've listened to, we'll try our best. To we, lo- we love a nickname. Here we on do. The we do love a nickname. So, um, yeah. Peyton Siver. Peyton Siver. From the New Zealand Breakers, he is a point guard at $1 million. Is there anything else? I don't know what his date of birth is, but it's not relevant. So, Banksy, any thoughts on 
pursuit. I was disappointed because I we've done these player yep. preview Previous videos yeah. and I'm just finding that each of us, fair to say, we, we've grown a little bit of an attachment to the players that we've focused on individually. Siva was the one I was responsible for. Um, and Can't find just, Siva. Yeah, watching yep. his highlights, I did grow an attachment. He was transparently sitting in my fantasy team before the game. He is no longer sitting in my team. The red flag for me was the commentators said it at least a good 20 times was um, he's got a bit of a calf issue. And we, we saw that during the game as looked, well. Looked a little bit lame at times, yep. Mm. Can't fight this either though. All right. And also worth mentioning that guard... Guard heavy, guard heavy breakers, rotation correct. that we've also yeah that was be the, playing that was another thing uh, the eye test because you saw I think at different parts of the game we had Jarrell Mart uh, Jeremiah the Bullfrog Mountain Martin correct. bringing up play well uh, the ball we had uh, Hugo Bosson bringing up the ball sometimes <laughs> as well mm-hmm. Hugo Bosson very um, good Liam by the way on the Besson and Bosson and anyone else there I think it was Beamer oh but yeah but sorry, oh, sorry. The, the Beamer Beamer uh, McDowell Bill White. <laughs> So um, it's going to be a bit of a fight for the ball there, which will be interesting. But Not a good first look from Peyton Siva, I agree. Um, now, next one that's potentially been in my team uh, during courses for pre-season is Mojave King. Um, will he supernova, the next star? Um, early indications, you look at the minutes, you think, well, that's okay. Um, got the start. Um, we've got a flag that uh, Withers did not play and we really do not know if there's like an agreement <laughs> for King to start based on signing with Adelaide or what that sort of relationship's going to be. Um, but early indications based on particularly the points per minute is where I'm sort of getting a bit down on him. So he's did, he played lots of minutes, which is great. He only scored 13 fantasy points, which is not good. And we have 109 players listed that played some basketball. Tom Abercrombie scored in the negatives. Um, Ogilvy and Samuel scored zero. So, um, Mojave scored 100th in the placings of points per minute out of effectively 106 players that actually scored any fantasy points. So, the fantasy game, is it going to be there for Mojave Will he even drop minutes based on this? So, um, massive red flags on Mojave King at the moment as that cheap bench option with good schedule. I'm not writing him off just yet. Um, I think he had four turnovers, but he did get some a couple of rebounds, a couple of steals, uh, in, and he played 26 minutes. I'm not sure they're going to just give him nothing after giving him 26 minutes, and he had 11 points in that in that 26 minutes as well. I'm not ready to write him off yet, but yeah, yeah it was certainly Dusty a bit disappointing. Dusty looked a lot better. Dusty did look a bit, lot better. I think, and, but you know what? Mojave could be one of those ones where he goes back in, onto the bench spot where when he comes on, he's playing against bench guys. He actually might do better in that situation than starting, playing against starters. I, know, I noticed, I think, at the start of the game, he was defending Cotton, you're you're always going to be running off your feet when you're defending Bryce Cotton down the other end. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things. I'd be keeping. He it bombed up. it. He I'm bombed not writing it. him off either. Yeah. But he did bomb it. Who else bombed it? Banksy. And hopefully we don't have to write this person off. I don't like saying this, but uh, the mullet Luke Travers only scored a 16. Um, Needs a haircut. Couple of flags here though. She's all good. Yeah, I mean he's still sitting as the third most highly owned player in the game. 
rightfully so. But um, yeah, 16 didn't fill me with confidence. But a couple of things to take into account. He, the Perth squad met their coach the day before the first game. The whole game, I actually watched this one. It was a complete shambles. Ugly. It was, it was ugly. very ugly. It was hard to watch. It was full of turnovers. The field goal percentage was at an all-time low. It was just a dreadful game all round. But I think the eye test is what's important, Boydie. Roll yep. was there. Starting position was there. And he was almost at equal high with minutes played. So they're the things that we want. Um, funnily enough, looking at ownership, he was prior to that game the second most highly owned player in the competition. Ooh. He's now dropped to third. And funnily enough, the player that overtook him was a player with the same position availability, which is Mitch Creek. Oh, interesting. Who okay. does not have the schedule of everyone's, everyone's off Travers. I but, think um, definitely not off him, but a couple of flags that we can probably excuse, fair to say. I think the big one up. in that game as well, obviously, was the six turnovers uh, for him. So Negative 12. But, but remember, it was a bit, as Banksy said, it was an ugly game. It was, there was lots of turnovers. There was lot, the offense wasn't set a lot. It wasn't really, it wasn't good basketball to watch. And, yep. and I even thought that the lineup that they started with Perth was a bit weird, to be honest. Yep. I mean, they started with Cotton at the one kind of, Travers at the two, Law at the three, Purchase and Hodgson, the four and the five. I thought that was a bit weird to be to be brutally honest for the NBL. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they roll with that again, or whether they change I wouldn't that think up. So I reckon no. you're on the money there. Yeah, I, th- I just think I just thought it was a bit a bit wrong. But obviously Norton was out with the injury, Fraser, um, and Fraser was out as well. Um, so I think that changes a little bit. But um, probably was more out of necessity. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, I you, think you're so. missing Frazier and and Norton, and they're. they're Pretty small guys. Yeah, I just don't think I just don't think it worked. So I just think that they had to do it. So, for some perspective on just how dysfunctional that Perth fantasy scoring performance was, there just wasn't enough fantasy points going around. The Hawks had two hundred and eighty fantasy points this round. Perth had one hundred and eighty to be the worst. Oh, so that's Jesus. that's the variation oh, in the yeah. total fantasy points. For the whole rot, the whole team. Just so proves how yuck that game actually yeah, was. It is a complete one out of the box, I think. And while we're on that game, I guess I'm going to go with one, probably one that's people have been slotting him in this side, their side, based on the new pricing that that Benny wrote a very, very good article about, and you can find on basketballblokes.com. Vic Law. We thought he was going to be about 1.9 mil this season, but he's down to 1.5. And look, when I saw that, I thought. With their with their schedule, he's just about a shoe in into the deep ballers. Only had a twenty two in that game, five turnovers again. Like I mentioned with Travers, five turnovers is a lot. I don't think you're going to see that again from him. But as I said, it was just a little bit of a weird starting lineup. He, I mean, he had eleven points and eight rebounds, so he, he should have had a fairly decent scoring game. Although he missed ten shots, so he was on an over for yeah. a significant yeah, amount of time. He was. He was, and he, he came home strong. But I think the, the 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 ten misses and five turnovers. So that's what negative five for the shot, and then five turnovers, ten, fifteen, yeah, fifteen. Yeah. Um, so would have been a slight, significantly better score in that point. That's it. I think the law of averages needs to apply Ooh. here, and he will Oof. vastly improve. Oof. Is he sitting in going either forward. of your squads at the moment? Oh, geez, I've, I've changed my side a hundred times a day. I really think that he is attainable. You can find enough value on your bench that you can have more Cotton, Hump, DJ and McCarran and still make a side that's viable. He's, so He hasn't 
left my squad since it opened. That's because um, you control captains. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. You've got to think about that. You're going to need a captain. But also a couple of things. I mean, if we refer this in AFL terms, I think of him like the Dane Swan. He doesn't care about preseason. We know what Vic Law can do. We know that he's going to be getting the boards in this Perth um, outfit. And we've got to remember, Perth play their first five games at home. Okay, so there's no reason to be removing they Vic They just Law. met their coach in person. Exactly, exactly. And there's, there's no reason to be removing someone like Vic Law from your squad based on that first outing. Hashtag yeah. Sakachi. Yeah, like uh, he's still in my huge watch list. Believe it or not, I haven't actually made a side yet. I know people will be out there going, it's the biggest Shocker. watch list. That's you why imagine. you can say that the last basketball blokes were different. I know these boys have been making multiple sides, um, but I actually haven't put, literally, I haven't filled every position on a team yet. There you go. Um, Interesting. Someone who probably should not be on your big watch list is something, and he's on this list as someone who bombed it because we want to seek a bit of clarification here it's Nikita Mikulovsky of the Jack Jumpers who scored four and eight we have discussed it it was the battle we were at Macca's in our last podcast it was the McVeigh do you want the McDaniel or the Mikulovsky and are you saying that properly Mikulovsky oh sorry no I haven't we're on the beers not the vodka at the moment um but we were kind of curious because of what Liam Santa Maria had said. Liam clarified in his latest podcast that, uh, you know, that it was a way too early prediction. And he said that if he had to pick the best, best next star, he would change it to Huck Porty. And it seemed as though Mikulovsky was struggling both on and off the court. Um, not writing him off by any stretch, but it is definitely, you want the McVeigh, the McDaniel, um, I'm not going to go as far as the Sean McDonald ahead of Mikulovsky at the moment, but look, that's that's where we're at at the moment. And as always with those next stars, the pricing is really hard. Like they're only 185k less than a import. Um, I think it's worthwhile maybe trying to get that import as because you, you look they're you know season pros etc cetera, etc. Cetera, although Mikulovsky is a season pro, he's played a couple of seasons over at back home in Europe. But still, he's young. Um, you know, he's on the other side of the world. Um, he's in a team that the time to adjust. Their lineup has got like they're sort of it's a log jam. They're stocked at hit. Yeah, good log jam. Log jam has been very good. Unintentional, wow, no doubt. But I, I don't mind that. Ooh, someone's been someone's, someone's been reading. Um, so yeah, look. Compared You're almost better going down to a McVeigh. For well, this is oh, you want the McValue meal. He started. These are the McValue meals. You go McVeigh or no McDaniel. Brainer. You go McDay or McDay. 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 How am I going? McVeigh Give or McDaniel. There's too many mix there. Give Mick the flick. Okay, that's my last player. Now the last player that bombed it is yours, Banks. No, he is not going with this. I He's have to not. You're I don't like it. I don't not. like it. I've been huge yeah, on him. Oh, and no. we talk about growing an attachment, and I definitely have this attachment to jumping Josh Adams. Um, he looked amazing. He looked like the reason you would go to these Jack Jumper games. For sure. Say. He was bouncy, as, bouncy. Uh, as bouncy. I said in our player preview, and he proved exactly oh, just that. That dunk was... It was over good. Harold Harrison. Yeah, just imagine if he had a contested. It. Oh, and it's the preseason. Come on, like he was amazing to watch. Yep. Um but it didn't translate, unfortunately, to fantasy points. Twenty and twenty-four. Um, it's 
you know, he, he played pretty minimal minutes in the first game. It's the box score of a is. good player of basketball, but it is not the box score of a good player of fantasy. It's the CG43. While you bring that up, like, um, it was the case, and this was always the worry, that it was Josh Adams is going to be the one that flies, but Majette is the one that you want on your fantasy team. So, um, how are we going with that box score? I know it was like 18 points and nothing yeah, else. Yeah, so that's it? it. That's it. The first game he played 17 minutes, they, it was a pretty even spread uh, across the whole squad in terms of minutes. But for his 17 minutes, uh, 18 points, one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. Just not going to get it from a fantasy perspective. I wanted, I really, really wanted, because he's still sitting in my team. I just wanted to will him. That dual position the, would be so handy. Oh, and the schedule, so the schedule's there as well. And just the excitement of having him on your squad when he's, he's you know, bouncing and uh, <laughs> <laughs> smashing those dunks as he did. A yep. um, little bit more active in the second game, 24 minutes. But again, 15 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, no blocks. We just need more in those other other stat columns. Otherwise, yeah. unfortunately, he's going to have to make his way out of my squad. Yeah, I think his second game, it would have been better. He had a couple of turnovers. Was three three, three yeah. turnovers in that second game. And he also missed nine shots. So there's a few negative points there. Look, I'm I'm not ready to completely write him off yet. The thing that I liked about him, he's very vocal on court. You saw a lot of talk. He was he. I think they're looking at him as a leader there. Um, yeah, maybe you know him and Majet. There was definitely a lot of discussion going on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think he'll play bulk minutes. Um, so maybe that might lead to a little bit more scoring in those other areas eventually. Um, but yeah. Got Sloan written all over Ooh, it for me. Dear. Oh dear! Don't it. do that, Benny. Ooh, no, Sloan was getting Don't no minutes. That. He's going to get thirty minutes a game. Yep, twenty-five to thirty. You don't think Sloan <sighs> was getting minutes? Anyway, I let's. Just, I want to see more. I want. Okay. I want him. In my blanked, we I've will blanked, get more. I've blanked Sloan out completely after we, you two converted, converted me to get him. We will have two more of these blitz recaps when we get some time in the future. But I think that's enough for now, Boyd. I hope you've enjoyed it, everyone. That's it. It was great to have a taste of fantasy and some NBL this week. So as always, you can find us at. Bball underscore blokes on Twitter. We are basketball blokes on Facebook or www.basketballblokes.com for all your NBL fantasy info needs.